0: revolutionary talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty and prosperity around the clock liberty Talk.fm. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Go Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it
1: started in here. Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get well, it started What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back, and of course, we are better than ever. Not so much my NFL picks, but we're going to put that on the back burner as we're going to start with college football. Saturdays do come before Sunday. We learned that at the great, prestigious school of Willamott and Xander at South Park. Um, not too much to go over to start off other than getting right into college football. We do have some exciting news. I've been in talks with a manager. We're potentially going to have an Olympic gold medalist on our show, Jared Rubin, who I believe is our only listener until proven otherwise. I'm going to have to keep that in the under wraps. I want it to be a surprise for our one listener. Um, let's, uh, let's just dive in. So we've got college football. It was a pretty, pretty awesome week last week. Everything kind of went to par. Nothing too out of the ordinary. I just wanted to say Texas, back on our radar, is like a as a real team, kind of. They're back in the top 25 after losing week one to Maryland. They've shut us up against uh, USC, and they went out and beat you, Xander, picking TCU minus three last week. Texas came out and throttled the Horn Frogs. What does that say, one, about TCU? What does it say, two, about Texas? And what does that say about Ohio State playing a team? Maybe that wasn't so spectacular in the TCU Horn Frogs.
0: Yeah, well, Texas, I mean, after burning me week one, seems like they found a little bit of life and if you think about it, they could have taken down Maryland in week one. Maybe they'd find themselves maybe inside the top ten, you never know, but they're playing some great football right now. TCU, disappointing. Let me down again. I thought this could be the year of the Horn Frog, but it turns out that just isn't the case. The team that I'm looking out for in the top twenty five right now is the Kentucky Wildcats, making football relevant. In Kentucky again, Um, I think—
1: They're going to have to pick up John Calipari's slack. I mean, it's just been brutal for their basketball program as of
0: late. Yeah, they have been really fun to watch this year. Um, Maybe they can make a little run in the SEC. You never know. But, you know, looking at the top four as it sits right now, we've got Alabama, who's in a tier of their own. We've got Clemson. Interestingly enough, Kelly Bryant benched in the second half last week. Um, actually it was right before the second half before uh freshman quarterback for Clemson led them on a touchdown scoring drive, ended up throwing for 176 yards and four touchdowns. Kelly Bryant informed that he will no longer be the starting quarterback of a team in which he's been 16 and two over the past couple years. Roz, I wanted to get your thoughts. Kelly Bryant's going to transfer out. Um, you know, where does this leave Clemson? Was this fair for Dabo to bench Bryant and, you know, how how does this change the outlook of college football if it does at all?
1: Uh not too mightily. I just <laughs> I Trevor saying, I don't Lawrence. Think so is, either. He he's just the better of the quarterbacks. He's a true quarterback option where Kelly Bryant you saw struggled. He forty percent completion or forty yeah 40 percent completion rate which is not what you want to see out of your starting quarterback two touchdowns to one reception one interception while Trevor Lawrence was nine for two in that ratio I mean it's just the call that Dabo Sweeney had to make this isn't a losing team I understand this isn't the Jalen Hurts and the Tao Tagalavanula I'm never gonna get his name right Alabama quarterback it's just a matter of They have this quarterback they're wanting to groom, and this is a team that's been winning. They took care of Georgia Tech on the road, which was important. They've got a tough game against Syracuse, an opponent that has always given them a little bit of trouble when it comes to their matchup. Clemson's third in the country. There's not a whole lot to complain about, and if Kelly Bryant wants to jump off ship, feel free. He did lose the national title game. He did lose in his playoff Appearance. I don't even think he made it to the national title game. Let me rephrase that. Um, not, I'm not upset. He's going to go be good for a good mid-major school. He'll play for New Mexico State or San Diego State of some sort. Maybe Louisville, desperate to have another running quarterback. I just. It wasn't that big of a news. He seemed to have pouted his way out of there to an extreme level that wasn't necessary. I'm all over it. Screw Clemson's being thrown under the bus for this. This was the right move they needed to make.
0: I don't think they're being thrown under the bus for it, but I think a guy who's been 16-2 and two and has basically done everything that you asked of him.
1: Jalen Hurts has had compared. done more, and
0: he's been benched,
1: you know? And you
0: don't see him complaining. I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing him to Jalen Hurts. All I'm saying is this Clemson team has been... Two
1: very comparable players, I would say.
0: it's Fine. You can make that comparison. But I think what Kelly Bryant's done over the past couple years at Clemson has been pretty much second to none. I mean, you look at... Um, what Alabama's done. I mean, they've been the best team in college football over the past decade, but Clemson, you know, made their way into the limelight a few years ago with Deshaun Watson uh, winning a national title. And Kelly Bryant, I know he hasn't maybe performed up to snuff for Dabo Sweeney, but, you know, with a freshman quarterback like Lawrence, um, I think is very good, by the way. I'm not going to discredit him at all, but I think it puts him in a little bit of a situation here. If, you know, if Lawrence were to come out and get injured next week, Um, where does this leave this Clemson Tigers football program? And I think leaving him on the bench for one year while Kelly Bryant finishes out his senior year, I think there was nothing wrong with that because I think this Clemson team was on the way to doing some great things, but we'll see how it plays out from here. Um, Kelly Bryant will get that extra year of eligibility now transferring before the end of four completed games, um, which I think is a good thing for him. I think he'll find that definitely some suitors out there who will have him strap up under center, but you know, it's Clemson team number 2 in the nation right now and rounding out the top 4 we have Georgia who's playing some fantastic football right now. We've got the Ohio State Buckeyes sitting at number 4 and they've got a big matchup on the road against the Nittany Lions this week. Which we're
1: going to cover our next segment when we do our game picks, which are going to be very interesting this week, as me and Xander are completely on opposite sides, all five picks. wanted to hype that up prior to the next segment. But we're going to get into Ohio State, who had a nice win about Tulane, Talk about LSU here, Wits. a closer matchup than some thought. They didn't cover the spread against Louisiana Tech. They do make a very strong top five. With LSU, Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State being in the top five, that's one of those more exciting, like, wow, am I ready for it to come down to playoff crunch time when you see LSU and Alabama competing at the same level.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned last week, I think college football is always a little more exciting when the Tigers are up near the top, Um four and oh right now playing some great football we mentioned a couple weeks ago they had a huge win against auburn um they did not cover against louisiana tech they didn't look great you know they won 38 21 but it's lsu team they're they're interesting they're exciting coach O. um i think one of the better personalities in college football and i think this is going to be a little bit of a tester this week honestly they're a half point favorites at home against old miss um who absolutely got jarred? That that's my one description against Alabama um, this year. I think LSU will take this game, and I think this this is a this is a test for them. And if they find a way to blow it, then LSU will just have another forgotten season. Um,
1: hey, if if Ole Miss rolls over the way they did to Alabama, I'm sure LSU is just going to take care of them. And I think that's an easy ten and a half point spread. I did not take that game, so unfortunately, don't get hyped about that call. But tell me a little bit here. I, there's a little bit of a discrepancy for me here at 6-7. and seven. I'm very impressed with Stanford, and they're coming out of a conference I'm never impressed with. But they're behind number 6 Oklahoma, who played a close game to Army last week, 28-21. Still a team I have doubts about. I don't know why. There's something about the OU, Red, that the Sooners, I miss Baker Mayfield. I clearly was a big Baker guy at the end of last year. But they're not a true 6 to me. I think Stanford should be ahead of them. I think Penn State, for the most part, should be ahead of them. But tell me why you think Oklahoma and Stanford are where they are and you think there's growth coming for both these teams.
0: I, I always I kind of agree with you. I always worry a little bit about those two teams. You know, they seem like they always finish near the top, but really can't get over that hump. Um, you know, even in the Andrew Luck days, Stanford, you know, not, not to say that, that them not pulling in a national title was disappointing. They had some great some great seasons, but I think one of these two teams will fold And I'm going to say it's going to be Stanford. I do like Oklahoma this year. I don't think they're going to make the college football playoff. We're going to get to more of that after the break. This is the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. It's libertytalk.fm.
1: What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back, and of course, we got to finish off the top 10, which we're discussing because we've got a lot of in depth to give you about our game picks this week. We were just talking about Stanford's. Andrew, you think they're going to fall off. I actually think they're going to direct the opposite direction. I think this is a team that on the road, down by what they were down, coming back to pull this off in overtime. Very impressive for a team that is something you want to see in a potential playoff contender. Love Stanford. I think they move upwards, whereas Oklahoma, I believe, will fall. My pick quickly. We have, on we have, the... to, we have
0: a little, a little shout-out to that Stanford effort last week against Oregon. I think the win probability was like 99.6% for Oregon. Um, trying to ice the clock, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he fumbled after he'd gotten the first down, and Stanford comes and ties the game, wins it in overtime. An unacceptable loss for Oregon, and I think it puts a big stake in their season and not a good they kind. Could-
1: It absolutely could. And then we've got Notre Dame, Penn State, and Auburn rounding out the the top 10. I've explained to you, I think Notre Dame is as weak as can be, and we're about to get into that, so we won't jump in right now. Penn State, not looking as strong. They did blow out Illinois on the road, but it took them three quarters to do it. It wasn't until the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, that they absolutely just pulled away. Auburn, we saw them take that tough loss to LSU. I don't think you can count out an SEC team just because they lost to another top five SEC team. They had a great win against Arkansas, holding them to three points. That defense is still going to be that defense. I like Auburn at the 10. I like them to keep moving up. I know they dropped a spot last week to an undefeated team. So and that is also, just what it has they, to be. They
0: destroyed Arkansas at home last week, 34-3. to three. Right. Arkansas is a terrible team, but still SEC matchup, and they absolutely beat down... The razor back. So good showing by them.
1: All right, Xander, then it's time. We are going five rounds. This is the first time it has been a consensus boxing match between Xander and I. We're going to go pick for pick here. We are on each end, opposite end of these picks. I am thought to be the... Floyd Mayweather in this fight I'm up 11-9 and 9 on the season where Xander's 8-12 and 12. he's the McGregor I never like to shun or crap on McGregor but he did lose that boxing match I'm about to come in here and swiftly kick Xander's ass to the moon and back we're going to start off with this Ohio State-Penn State game you've got 4-9 Ohio State scared me a little bit in that TCU game and maybe TCU wasn't the opponent we thought they were but this is the statement game there is no question whether Urban Meyer's on the sideline or not he will be there this will be the second game. They put Tulane in their place last week. Urban Meyer has something to prove. He cannot fall into a category of Jim Harbaugh. He can't fall into the category of whomever in the Big Ten. He has to establish himself as the elite. You got to go on the road. You got to beat Penn State. And minus three and a half, I like Ohio State in this game. Haskins statistically has been one of the greatest quarterbacks this season. I know that there's times where his efficiency isn't great. But Haskins is going to have to lead the way. Weber in the backfield. And without Bosa until November, this defense is just going to have to plug in and chug in a new guy. I do still like Ohio State going into Death Valley or Happy Valley, as they call it. And uh they're gonna pull out the W.
0: Yeah, I'm on the other side of this one. I mean, this features the two of the best offenses in the nation. Um Nittany Lions, you know, they began the season ranked in the top ten. They're still in the top ten, but they haven't really played that well. They haven't played like a top 10 team so far, but I think Ohio state coming to happy Valley. I think this is going to really bring out the best and trace McSorley and the Nittany in the Nittany lions, a little bit hard to say there. Um, you know, I don't know if they've seen an offense as good as Ohio state so far, but I think they're definitely going to score on the Buckeyes. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. You know, I think it's going to be a 35, 28, 42, 35 type of game. Um, And, you know, the Buckeyes are pretty good on the road. I mean, they've been favored 38 times since 2008, and they've gone 22-15 and against the spread in that span. Um, So Ohio State does play well as a favorite on the road in big games, but I do like Penn State here. I like Trace McSorley. Um, I think they're going to really come to play this game, and I think Penn State wins this game by a touchdown.
1: Wow. You heard it here first. So we got the battle of the Big Ten, the battle of the Wits and Raws, and it doesn't end there as we once again – Have a big-time top-ten matchup in seven, Stanford, taking on eight, Notre Dame. This one's going to be another road test for Stanford. Now, I get that. That's tough, going two straight road games against ranked opponents. But I am going to ride the Cardinal. I believe that, once again, in a beautiful-looking spread, they're going to be plus six in this game against Notre Dame, a team in Notre Dame that has not only escaped some very close matchups this year to mid-major teams and irrelevant teams, Beating a Michigan team that, yes, might be on the up-and-ups after beating a horrible Nebraska team 56-10, to that's the only thing on their resume that has any indications that Notre Dame is worthy of being a top-ten team. I think Stanford comes in here and not only covers plus-six, beats Notre Dame, and hopefully quiets the fans in Indiana.
0: I, South Bend, uh, I mean. South Bend. I'm on the other side of this one, too. And like you mentioned, I will take my five teams at home versus your five on the road. Notre Dame's offense was essentially non existent the first three weeks of this season um, before last week against Wake Forest. Ian Brook takes over at QB. Notre Dame puts up not 10, 20, 30, 40, but 56 points. And I'm not ready to say that they're going to be an offensive juggernaut, but I think they're going to give Stanford all that they can handle in this game. Bryce Love has really not been playing up to the Heisman hype. He's averaging 3.6 yards per carry this season. That ranks 102nd in the country. I think this might be a little bit of a defensive struggle, but I do think Notre Dame will put up somewhere in the 20 to 30 point range. Um, And I think they win this game 24-17. They cover the spread by one.
1: Wow. So we got covering the spread by one. It'll be a close... Spread matchup, I guess, for you, wisp. But we keep on battling. We keep on moving down the list. BYU stunning Wisconsin earlier this year. They are now ranked. They go up against Washington, a team we saw fall to Auburn earlier in the year. Obviously, an SEC opponent I find to be more dominant than the Pac-12. But like I said, the Pac-12 is weak unless you're the Stanford Cardinal. Washington favored by 17. I saw the Vikings favored by 17 last week (laughs) and took an absolute beating by the Buffalo Bills. Put a B in Buffalo and a B in BYU. I'm taking BYU plus 17. They're ready. They've been exposed to top 10 talent, and Washington isn't even a top 10 team.
0: Wow. Let's go to the other side. Give a little love to the Washington Huskies. You've got Jake Browning, one of the most experienced quarterbacks in college football. Not having his best year statistically. He's only got seven touchdowns against four interceptions, but I think this Washington team is a lot better than people give him credit for. They lost a very tight matchup to a tough Auburn team in week one. They have taken care of business the next three weeks, and I think this BYU team is a little bit overhyped after taking down what I think is not a very good Wisconsin team. Um, and BYU runs a little bit of a kind of like a triple option style offense. I think that might be a little tough to handle in this game, but I think Washington's going to figure them out pretty early, and I think they're going to run away with this game in the third quarter, Um, and I think they're going to put up 50 points on the Cougars. I'm saying 50-21. to They're going to wipe them off the floor.
1: Wow, so no more Cougars, and that's a shame for me, because there's no, no woman Cougars. in the world no more I BYU prefer than a Cougar. Cougars.
0: What? <laughs> no more BYU Cougars, but don't rule out Cougars, just on me. Thank God, that was a big scare. We keep
1: it rolling on the road versus home matchups. Take me on the road anywhere, and I still shine and look pretty. Just follow our show, you'll know that I've done this show in more states than God, and that's saying something, because God created the 50 states, if that's what we believe in. But... We're going to go Oregon, California, Oregon minus two after a very humbling defeat, a very poorly blown victory they had right in their grasp. They're going to come back. There's no way they're going to drop two in a row. Cal, a pity vote to get into the top 25. The Pac-12 to me, a very weak conference as I continue to state. Oregon, though, one of the top echelon teams here. They're going to go in, beat California. Oregon minus two. Adios, California.
0: Give me the Golden Bears in their Pac-12 home opener on Saturday. Um, The Golden Bears are going to take down Oregon because one, Oregon is not going to know what to do with itself after blowing that ninety-nine point six percent chance of winning versus Stanford. They're three and zero. They're ranked for the first time since the twenty fifteen season, and their win over number twenty BYU. This is before they upset number six Wisconsin. Shows how talented they are physically. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for the Oregon Ducks here. Um, The Golden Bears are forcing three and outs on 39% of their opponent's drives this year. That is tops in the Pac-12. They're going to take it to the Ducks. I love California this week. This is my best bet of the week, plus one and a half at home. Oregon will be 3-2 and after this week. And that's all the time we have here for this morning, Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We're going to get back after the break with our last college football pick, and we're going to go straight to the NFL because that's where all the action is. We'll be back after the break.
2: Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare.
1: what's up what's up everybody we are back and we're quickly rattling off our last pick i've got west virginia minus three and a half the heisman hopeful will greer is absolutely going to come to play texas tech is a shooting team as well it's going to be a lot of points a lot of scoring but at the end of the day when it's three and a half greer's going to pull this one out by nine i'm loving west virginia on the road here i know it's a bit of a travel from west virginia to texas but it won't phase him as he is our next heisman trophy winner
0: Very well could be. Will Greer already has 14 touchdowns in this young season, but after Saturday's game, West Virginia fans will be singing, Take Me Home, Country Road, because they're going to go all the way back to West Virginia with a loss under their belt. Texas Tech moving up in the rankings, definitely deserving to being in the top 25 after some impressive wins over Houston and Oklahoma State the past two weeks. Um, This is one of the most hyped offensive matchups I mean you look at Penn State Ohio State I think this is the next one on the board Texas Tech Tech tops the nation with over 620 yards per game while West Virginia is sitting at a very respectable eighth at 545 Um, Texas Tech's quarterback Alan Bowman second in the nation with 1557 pass yards in four games Um, and you basically say the same thing about Will Greer because he's lighting it up as well I just love the Red Raiders offense in this one. Um, I think they're going to be tough to stop for West Virginia, and I love the fact that they're at home. That's the theme of the week is the home dog. So I'm taking Texas Tech plus three at home versus the Mountaineers, and they're going to send them crying all the way back to West Virginia land.
1: Fair. Let's hop into the NFL that has absolutely just been abusing me. It has been a tough year for me. Packers sitting one one and one. My picks are sitting at three and twelve. My fantasy team oh, is wait, looking wait, wait. all right. Wait, wait, what was that? My NFL picks are at three and twelve. Xander, you're sitting a nice nine and six. It's been a rough 60%, road.
0: Sixty percent, no big deal.
1: I'm gonna be looking at some trouble to start off the week as I took Vikings plus seven on Thursday night. They are just not even show- – their defense, their offense has shown up. They come and play on their, their 11 men, hop on the field and give it a shot. Come defense time, those 11 guys sit on the bench with their thumb up their ass. They allowed another deep bomb while we were in the midst of conversation. Is 38-28. Jared Goff looking like the Joe Montana, the Brett Favre, and the Tom Brady mixed into one with his five-touchdown performance tonight with almost 400 yards through the air. You hear so much about the Vikings defense. And this is where I use a quote, very famous. I'm going to alter the quote about a little bit, but there was once a quote that said the bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now I'm looking at the Vikings and I go, the Vikings are not who we thought they were. And we still took the damn field. I mean, the Vikings defense is one of the worst defenses I've seen in sports. And it's not even close. If you want to battle me on their statistics, come at me. Look at what they gave up to the Buffalo Bills. Look at what they gave up to the Green Bay Packers. And they are absolutely getting trounced by the Los Angeles Rams, who I know have a very dynamic offense. But if you claim to have the offense you have, you better fucking stand up, or defense, I mean, and you better punch them in the mouth. And this Vikings defense, absolutely atrocious. I can't even believe it. Takes a lot of fear away from me if the Packers could figure out their stuff because the Vikings aren't even a legit team. You got Captain Can't Play Kirk, and you got the horrible defense. I'm loving what I'm seeing, Minds the fact money will be falling out of my bank account this evening.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's why you got to worry about a team called the Chicago Bears in the NFC North, because I think they're going to give the Packers and the Vikings a run for their money. But on the survivor pool side of things, it was not a good week to take the Vikings. Uh, a lot of people, including Wits, were looking ahead to week five when the Packers are going to take on the Buffalo Bills, but... They didn't get past week four because Minnesota, like you mentioned, was down 27 to nothing at half to the hapless Bills and Josh Allen. Um, I think this game took a major turn in the first quarter when Kirk Cousins fumbled the ball not once but twice inside the Vikings 20. <laughs> Just not a good way to go about trying to win a football game in the NFL because no matter how bad these teams are, you have turn over the ball twice inside the 20-yard line. Things probably aren't going to work out very well for you. But speaking of the Packers, they get absolutely lit up by the Alex Smith-led Washington Redskins. Taking another look around the league, the Tennessee Titans continue to surprise some people. Mike Vrabel, Vrabel has the Titans playing some pretty good football right now. They are 2-1 and one and won a barn burner 9-6 versus the Jags last week. That's a little old-time football for you. A um, little bit of sad news as well. Jimmy Garoppolo is lost for the season with a torn ACL. Tried to cut the ball upfield late in that game in the fourth quarter um, and just took a misstep. And the 49ers, I think, will find that this season will be a pretty lost season, which is disappointing because they had a lot of high hopes for Kyle Shanahan and that team. Um, the Ravens took care of business versus the Broncos. They continue to play some good football. And the Giants finally get on, get in the winning column. Eli Manning awakens from the dead for 297 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson does the best to put a team on his back. They take down the Cowboys 24-13 and got to give some love to the Cleveland Browns who get their first win in over two years, defeating the Jets at home. Um, And, Roz, I think we need to talk a little bit about the Patriots because this seemed a lot like what was going on last year when they started off Pretty poorly, and they look about the same at the start of this year, dropping a head-scratcher to the Detroit Lions, 26-10. to 10. They were never in this game. Tom Brady, 133 yards a touchdown and interception. What is going on with the Patriots right now?
1: Same problem with the Patriots as what's going on with most of the league. It's just a very down year for teams, and we'll start it off with the Patriots since you asked. One, right, it's very early. We haven't even finished the first quarter of the NFL season yet. Matt Patricia becoming, I think, the first coach to beat Belichick after leaving him. That's not a sure stat, but when I was going through it the other day, there's not a coach I could name that has come back and beaten Brady and Belichick. Um, it was a tough go. Not quite sure how they respond from here. They obviously have a division and matchup against the Dolphins coming up. I think it's a matter of getting it right on the defensive end of the of the ball and then also getting Josh Gordon going. Because if you look at it with no Edelman, all you have is Chris Hogan – Mitchell I believe is still there if not then I don't even know who their next receiving option is but it takes away Gronk's ability Philip to Dorsett, space actually Phil who just recently was injured on the last drive of the game so it becomes a Hogan-Gronk kind of situation. And Gronk is a guy who can stretch the field, make sure that the middle is all covered, and let your receivers run wild. But without any other receiver other than Hogan, there's not a lot of options on that offense right now. Sonny, Mich- Sonny Michelle starting to get some opportunities, 14 carries for 50 yards last week. The Patriots are a team I think will trend upwards. I'm not too concerned about it, but we got teams to talk about that are absolutely atrocious in terms of the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson continuing to struggle and not look like the guy he was before he tore his ACL. You've got the Dallas Cowboys who might be the worst team in Texas. And that's saying a lot because I just crapped on the Houston Texans. So they're, they're off. And once again, Jerry's world is in kind of a panic. The apocalypse of the Jerry is coming and it's I think it's either time to move on from him, it's time to move on from Jason Garrett, and maybe it's time to realize that Dak Prescott isn't really the 13-3 Dak Prescott everyone thought they were going to be. You've got horrible teams in the Arizona Cardinals. you got questionable teams in the Baltimore Ravens. Even the Steelers, to me, are a little bit questionable. I know they won last week, but a game that was a bit of a struggle for Ben Roethlisberger to start with. I mean, how is Tampa and Fitzpatrick leading the way to a certain degree? It blows my mind. The NFL is skewed, scrambled and unpredictable to the highest degree of annoyance for me. So that's where a lot of my NFL frustration is coming from right now.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think with the Cowboys, I think it's time to move on from Jason Garrett. I mean, I think we've seen the past eight years, they've it, it been pretty good, but I've never gotten over the hump. And I still think Des Bryant caught that ball against the Packers, but that is neither here nor there. But Dak Prescott, you're right, after that 13-3 and three, um, opening to his rookie year, the guy struggles to get 200 yards each week, which in the past happy NFL is kind of hard to do. Um, and I think the update of the week, I have to give it to Roto World talking about Josh Rosen coming in for Sam Bradford with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. What a way to make an entrance in your NFL career. Um, but the first sentence of the Roto World update was Sam Bradford looked ready for retirement in weeks one through three before getting benched for Josh Rosen. And I think Truer words have never been spoken. Um, Sam Bradford looks ready to retire. Um, Hopefully Josh Rosen can give a little spike to this Cardinals offense because I think you know one guy who's been a disappointment so far is David Johnson. I don't really think that's his fault. They just have not been getting him the rock. When you have a guy who's that dynamic of a talent, a Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell type of back, you need to get him the ball as much as possible. And the Cardinals for whatever reason, just don't seem to want to do that. So hopefully Josh Rowland can provide a little life to this Cardinals team. They do have some good weapons. Christian Kirk, Chad Williams being two young receivers, and Larry Fitzgerald um, might be the guy who plays until he's 45 because he's just that good. But Cardinals team disappointing, but shout-out to my Chicago Bears who uh, found a way to win. It was ugly. Um, It was pretty much ugly the whole way, but a win is a win in the NFL. They're very hard to come by. They're very hard to get. So credit to the Bears. They are in first place in the NFC North, and that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We're going to be back after the break. Got to get you our NFL picks and give you an update on the Major League Baseball season which will end on Sunday, barring a game 163, which will be played on Monday night.
1: What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back, and we're going to roll through our NFL Week 4 picks. I need a perfect week just in order to make some clarity, but I'm going to start off with a loss, most likely. Uh, You heard me take the Vikings plus 7 to start this week off, Xander we'll let you ride with a pick that hopefully will start off with a win for you.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts minus one at home versus the Texans. Um, I don't particularly like either, either of these two teams but the Texans, like you mentioned, have been playing some pretty bad football so far and something, eh, I think something working with Frank Reich in Indianapolis this year, I think they're going to finish the year nine and seven. Um, they're one and two right now, but I, I think they do take down Houston at home. Um, I think Andrew Luck puts up a great game, 300 yards and three touchdowns. I'm looking for a big game out of T.Y. Hilton. I think he's going to explode, have one of those 180-yard, two-touchdown performances. Um, And I think Texans are going to find themselves at 0-4 and and wondering what happened um, and trying to rewind the clock before Deshaun Watson tore his ACL last year. So that's my first pick. I'm taking Indy minus one at home.
1: I'm going to ride with the pick that me and you are sharing. That way we get our first two out of the way. Get a little bit We're of the going- winning
0: love, get in the winning
1: column. Right, trying my absolute darnest. I'm going to go Steelers minus three as you are going to go Steelers minus three as well. They're at home against the Ravens. We saw how the Ravens did in Cincinnati in primetime. I think they kind of show up and do the same little goose egg. I think Steelers minus three at home, an easy primetime victory.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. I think the Steelers are going to blow this one out of the park. Um, but at the same time, if the ball if Baltimore wins this game, I would not be surprised. But I feel like Baltimore are just too much volatility on that team. They, you know, they they show up, and then the next week, you know, they get blown out. I think it's too much back and forth. I think the Steelers might have found something a little bit last week, beating a pretty upstart Buccaneers team. Um, Big Ben tossing the ball all over the field, and Juju Smith Schuster. Um, I think he's going to play himself into a top ten fantasy wide receiver this year, so I like Pittsburgh at home minus the three. And my next pick, it hurts me a little bit because this is a team that I've, I've been it's been my ride or die for the past two years in the New York Giants. But I'm going to take the Saints minus three on the road against New York Giants. I think if you watched any bit of Drew Brees last week, the guy has not lost a step because I don't know if he really had one in the first place, but he can sling it all over the field, and he did have a spectacular touchdown run um, in which he pulled a little spin move. Pretty tough for a 40-year-old guy to do that, but he waltzed in the end zone. I think Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, um, one of the biggest triple threats in the league right now. It's going to be tough to stop. This New York Giants team, while they did come to life a little bit last week on offense, going to be tough to hold this Saints team under 35 points, and I think they're, they just don't have the firepower. I like the Saints, minus three on the road.
1: I don't think there's a better bet in sports that you can take. The Patriots off of two straight losses, coming home to a division opponent. If you don't give me them minus six and a half, I will come and steal it from you. I'm taking the Patriots minus six and a half at home against the Dolphins who were a fake 3-0. and Just as fake news runs the Trump media, it is just ready to roll. We're going Patriots minus six and a half. Xander, me and you have our fourth pick that is also in line together. We're both going Eagles minus three on the road. I'm a big fan of this game here. Carson Wentz, first warm-up game against the Colts on the road. Looked a little shady, but he pulled out the win. I think it's time for him to come, for him to, come to life and perform like the MVP he was performing like before he got hurt.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the Eagles take this game pretty handedly. Um, Titans, they're a... They're, uh... They're a tough team. Uh, I like think Mike Brabel brings just a different dynamic to that football team, um, and I think you saw it last week in that 9-6 to victory. I do like the Eagles, though, on the road, minus three here, but I'll never forget minus three. The Eagles were my first professional football bet ever. Um, it was the Dream Team when Vince Young had labeled that Eagles team uh, the Dream Team that year. They had signed a bunch of big free agents, and they were playing a pretty crappy Bills team. They were minus three at home, um, and that was the start of the end for Wits and his NFL gambling. We have made a little bit of a comeback. We're 9-6. We're hitting 60%. So ride the Wits train this week, taking the Eagles in my final pick, taking the hometown Chicago Bears. They are at home versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And all signs point to Ryan Fitzpatrick staying under the helm in Tampa Bay, I think this will be a little bit of a weird dynamic in Tampa the rest of the year because I feel like the first sign of trouble, people are going to be calling for Jameis Winston, but I don't know if anybody expected Fitzpatrick to play anywhere near the level that he's playing at now, but I think this Chicago Bears pass rush, and specifically Khalil Mack, will be a little bit too much for the Bucks in this game. And Not to say that the Bears' offense is high-powered at all, but the Bucks secondary is very banged up. So I expect a big game out of Mitch Trubisky. I, I see 250 and two tutties. Um, I think Jordan Howard gets rolling a little bit this game. Um, I think they're going to tear it up. And you know, I'm, I'm looking for Allen Robinson to get working a little bit too. He's got 17 receptions, 194 yards in the season so far. I think he breaks out for 100 yards and a tutty this week. And I think the Bears take this one at home, 24 to 10 against the Tampa Bay Bucks.
1: I'm going to lead in to my last and final pick of the week by doing the way-too-early calls on the Ross boat. Josh Rosen, bust. Let me just put it out there. Under pressure, looked completely weak. He's got his first game coming in. Let me warm back up to that Arizona-Seattle game, as that's where my pick lies. Sam Darnold, bust. Let's just keep that obvious. He looked awful against the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, Ready to be a pro. I think he's going to be an excellent pro. I think he leads Cleveland to their first six-win season in about a decade. And Josh Allen also busts. He just played the worst defense in the NFL and then Minnesota Vikings. But Seattle is going on the road, winning this game by three. Seattle minus three against Arizona, the worst team in the NFC. Seattle is my final pick here. Go, Wilson. Go.
0: Go, Wilson, go. A week after trashing him about not being elite, we're going right back to the candy store, taking Russell Wilson on the road. That kind of sums up the NFL for this week, everybody. We're going to be a quarter of the way through the season after this week. The NFL always goes by way too fast, so enjoy it while it lasts. And now with our last few minutes here, Roz, we're going to take a quick look at the MLB playoff picture, and the Cubs are doing their best to scare every fan in Chi-Town because the Brewers, um, with three games left against the hapless Tigers, I could see them winning out, and the Cubbies um, are going to need to do some things against the Cardinals if they want to make it to the NL Central crown um, because nobody wants that one-game playoff. I know you don't.
1: I can tell you I do not want that one-game playoff right before the playoffs. Cubs are scaring me. I don't really know what to say about it. They're winning tonight. They're probably going to beat the Pirates here with Lester on the mound. But they just got to close out the week, finish strong, get Javi, his MVP. The Cubs have definitely been a roller coaster of a team this year. That just So it would be great. I don't have any doubt that they're going to make the postseason. But I got to tell you, I'm very nervous. The Cubs in the postseason – they haven't looked like that strong of a team, in all honesty. They are my hometown team. I'm going to root for them till the end. But they are definitely a team to be nervous about if you're a fan of.
0: Yeah, and you look at the Cubs. They've either led or been tied for first place since July 12th. I mean, that's almost coming up on almost three months here. Um, they have the outright best record in the National League since August 1st, and yet facing a very real possibility of having to play in the wild card game. I think the MVP race too I think this comes down to the very end Christian Yelich I mean Javi Baez playing great I think you can make definitely make a case for Jacob DeGrom as well putting up a one seven seven ERA this year with I think is like 24 quality starts in a row with under 3 earned runs but Yelich Baez and DeGrom I think it's going to be a very fun vote for the MVP and The NL playoff picture still with the Dodgers and the Rockies trying to figure out who wants to win the NL West. Um, While the AL is set, the NL is far from that. And like I mentioned before, could we see a game 163 on Monday? You never know. Um, But the Cubs, they need to buckle down. Good win on Thursday night. And obviously as we're recording, we don't know what happened on Friday. Hopefully they came away with the win. But that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We're going to be back next week breaking down a huge week in college football, a lot of playoff implications, quarter of the way through the NFL season, and we will have the playoff picture in the MLB set and underway. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Don't miss a show. Golf for president. revolutionary talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty
2: and prosperity around the clock liberty